So as I see it, this effort we're making to keep the faith and pass it on to others, in this effort, the rosary is an absolute must. Whatever else people may do, even though they go to Mass every day, they still need to say the rosary in their homes. Prayer and the sacraments, this is the nourishment our souls need. To grow in union with God, we need the sacraments, and we must pray. But you could ask, what sort of prayer? A woman told me once that she was preparing a little boy for his first communion, and she asked him if he prayed. Oh, yes, he said. And what do you pray about? I pray that Daddy wins the pools. Poor little mite. That prayer could scarcely nourish his soul. We have to pray about God and our, about our blessed Lord and all he did for us, all he suffered for us, about the heaven he's got ready for us, and about his mother, whom our baptism made our mother too. All these topics for prayer are put before us in the rosary, and Our Lady comes into all of them. A mother knows how to explain things to her little ones, and Our Lady makes our faith easy to understand, even for the least of her children. Like a little child in his mother's lap, we watch her turn over the pages of the family photo album and telling us about each picture. That's me when the angel came to me to tell me about Jesus. That's me when I went to see Aunt Elizabeth. That's Jesus as a little baby, and so on. Well, you must be tired of all this sales talk on, on, on the rosary, so I'll move on to something else now. Oh, another reason why I reckon people lose the faith. Fulton Sheen used to say, people who don't behave the way they believe will soon believe the way they behave. I'll say that again. People who do not behave the way they believe will soon believe the way they behave. If I don't bring my way of living up to the level of my faith, my faith will soon sink to the level of my lifestyle. If I miss Mass on Sundays, if I behave as though obedience to God were not all that important, I'll soon come to believe that in point of fact, God is not all that important. What we do affects what we believe. I remember a good example of this. It was in a convent of contemplative nuns that I just said Mass for them. They'd all received communion in the hand, and I was telling the sacristan that I preferred people receiving on the tongue because of the danger of particles flaking off the host, not being noticed in the palm of the hand and falling on the floor. After all, I said, in each tiny fragment there's our Lord. She denied this. She said that there was not the real presence in a fragment of the host. Now, how did she come to think that? No one had ever told her. She couldn't have read it anywhere. How did she come to be so sure? The reason was that she'd been behaving for some little time, as though the fragments were of no consequence, and so she came to believe that they were of no consequence. She sincerely believed now that our Lord was not there in the small fragments of host. That's why the Church hedges the Holy Eucharist about with so much reverence and care, with sanctuary lights and silk curtains, with genuflections and incense, with secure locks and safely guarded keys. The Church knows that these safeguards that we see and touch 
also safeguard our faith. So we must be careful to make our genuflections real genuflections, real acts of faith and love. Let me now pass to another point, television. It's not always quite as innocuous as perhaps we think it is. I remember several years ago there was a series on television about the stately homes of England. And I was in a presbytery one evening and we were looking at the property of some old field marshal. He led a good life and had served the country well and he now lived in this lovely house. He talked about his past as, as they walked through the house and finally they all went into a splendid dinner. Then the programme finished and I went into the church to pray and say my breviary. But when I got in front of the Blessed Sacrament I felt that my faith had somehow weakened through watching that seemingly harmless programme. We'd been shown a thoroughly good man who led a good life and yet in his life God seemed utterly absent. So when I found myself in front of our Lord in the tabernacle, I made some strong acts of faith. I told him that he was indeed the centre of everything, that everything belonged to him, and that we should all love him more than anything else. So some television programmes, they may contain nothing explicitly against the faith, but can nevertheless, I would say, have the effect of weakening it. And many of them, of course, seem specially designed to explore the weaknesses left in us by original sin. They tend to make us think that pleasure is the purpose of life and death the end of everything. At a clergy day in the 1950s, I remember one of our fathers, Father Alec Gitz, referred to television as his satanic majesty's most brilliant invention. And I reckon he's about right. It can make people forget about eternity. It can so fascinate us with the things of this world that it diverts our attention from the next. I remember on the day when someone landed on the moon. I was going round on my usual evening visits, but I might just as well have stayed at home. Everyone was stuck in front of their television screen. They were all intent on seeing someone get out of his space machine and walk around on the moon. What a job we priests have. I wanted to tell them how to get to heaven and stay there forever. But all they wanted was to watch this man get out of his machine and walk around on the moon for two minutes. However, there are some programs that can positively damage our faith. I'm not thinking so much of the ones that obviously threaten chastity. We all know they're dangerous, and when you come to think of it, it's frightening that many people notice nothing wrong in them. They make me think of a corpse that's decomposing in a coffin and doesn't notice the smell. Watching violent scenes on television can also damage our faith. Why else should our bishops in the days of the Roman Empire have forbidden Catholics to go to the amphitheatre to see the gladiator fights? They reckoned that seeing men trying to kill each other was bad for a Christian. It was bad then, and it's bad now. Watching those scenes coarsens our conscience. Somewhere, you know, I, I once read that boxing, which used to be very popular in the days of the old Roman Empire, died out when the Empire became Christian. 
and it didn't come back till it was revived in 17th century Protestant England. Once I remember I called on a student who was uh, a lapsed Catholic, as indeed so many of my dear students were, and I found him watching two men having a fight on the television. I stood there and watched it with him for a couple of minutes, and then I started talking about God and going to Mass and so on, and I found myself speaking very harshly to him. And as I walked away afterwards, having of course gotten nowhere, I asked myself how it was that I could have behaved so very much out of character. Ordinarily, when I'm with Catholics who don't practice their faith, I'm very understanding and patient. I feel really sorry for them. It's no joke living without the sacraments, as I know only too well myself. But then I noticed that my pulse was beating faster than usual, and decided it must have been the television violence that had quickened my pulse and made me so irascible. But if television can harm the faith of the laity, what about us priests? I've known many priests leave the priesthood, and several lose their faith, and it seems certain to me that in some cases their TV watching must have been a contributory factor. If a priest spends more time in front of his television than in front of the tabernacle, he's doing himself no good. He and our blessed Lord can begin to drift apart. The same sort of thing can happen in marriage if they don't spend time together and if they begin to omit the courtesies and intimacies they had before. Married life for some couples can become just awful. Their relationship with each other can become cold and businesslike with no love. And the same thing can happen to us priests. If we find ourselves feeling more at home in front of our television set than in the presence of our Lord, the alarm bells should ring out very loudly in our conscience. <laughs>